Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about how to re-engage a team. Neela loved leading teams. During our very first coaching conversation, she talked about the various efforts she'd made to build her current team. Then COVID had hit. The team's productivity remained steady, but she felt their spirits had withered. She said, isolation has fried them. The energy on these calls is deadly, and we won't be back together again for a few more months at least. I, I want to give them a shot of energy, but I don't know how to do it. Do you have any tricks? I asked, when you say the energy is deadly, Nilo, what do you mean? People have stopped participating. I'll ask a question, and there's silence. It's like pulling teeth. It didn't used to be that way. What? Why are you smiling? I said, well, I don't know what's going on with your team. It could be any number of things, right? But there is an exercise that I use with teams that generates interesting conversations. You might like to try it. Will it work on Zoom, she asked. Oh, yeah. Or in person. I've done it both ways. It works in either setting. Terrific, she said. What's the idea? It's from a group called Liberating Structures. It's an exercise they call Drawing Together. The purpose of the exercise is to create conversations among people about a shared experience. The exercise is designed in a way that gets people out of their heads. It taps into a different part of their brains than they're used to, so the conversations are interesting. Plus, people have fun while they're doing it. Oh my gosh, she said, that sounds perfect. Can you tell me how to do it? Neela, instead of me telling you about the exercise, let's just do it together. It's designed for a group, but it'll work with the two of us. You willing? Sure, she said. Okay, to start, we're both going to need paper to draw on and things to draw with. You know, pencils, pens, markers, crayons, whatever you've got. She said, blank paper, right? Not my notepad. Blank is best, yeah. She said, I'm going to raid my son's art box. Be right back. While she went gathering, so did I. When we were both on camera again, she gave a nervous laugh. I'm an awful artist. I can't draw to save my life. I nodded. People say that all the time. And here's what I say. What we're going to do together isn't an art project. No one's expected to be an artist. We're just going to draw symbols. Five symbols. Symbols everyone can draw. There's no artistry involved. What do you say to that? She said, well... I'm still a terrible drawer, but now I won't be embarrassed about it. So what are the five symbols? Ready, I said. Circle. Rectangle. Triangle. Spiral. Star person. Star person, she said. What's a star person? Make a five-pointed star, then change the top point to a circle. She did and said, oh, that's so simple. I love that. I said, these five symbols are going to be our entire language for a story we are going to tell through symbols. Each symbol has a meaning, a meaning we're all going to agree on. Ready? Her marker was poised. I said, the circle represents wholeness. The rectangle represents support. The triangle is a goal. The spiral is change. And the star person represents relationship. 
Not a person, she asked. Well, it might be a person, I answered, but it could represent a team or the company or a country or whatever. She asked, and what's the story we're trying to tell? I will get to that, but I want to give us a chance to warm up. You know, most of us don't draw very much. I I want us to take five minutes, make shapes, play, get into the rhythm of drawing. She said, five minutes is a luxury. This is great. We both set about drawing. Our mics stayed open, and we made small comments now and then. Whenever I looked at her, she seemed completely engaged. After five minutes, I said, think about your team, about where they are right now. What would you like them to draw about? What story would you like them telling each other and for them to hear from each other? Quietly, she said, I'd like to hear why we've stopped talking to each other. Is that too risky? I don't know, I said. Is it? Maybe. No. No, I think they can handle it. Well, if not, (laughs) we can tell the story of last summer's product launch. I'd love to see how they'd draw that experience. I said, either one sounds great. Well, let's suppose the team focuses on the product launch. Here's how I explain the next step. You know the five symbols. You know what they mean. Now think about the product launch. That was an experience you all shared. Everyone is going to draw the same experience from their own point of view, and everyone's going to use the same five symbols with the same meanings. No words, no labels. Questions that you might ask yourself is, where did the journey start? Where has it gotten us? And then you're going to depict that journey using only our five symbols. That's how I would tee up the next step. Genius, she said. And what about us, you and me, right now? What shared experience are we going to depict? Oh, I've got one. Our time in COVID. There's a shared experience. Great, I said. Okay, that'll be our focus. Now, we're going to take a full 10 minutes to start sketching. Ultimately, we'll draw one final picture covering a whole page, but for now, just figure out the story. Play, sketch, experiment. She asked, we're going to share these? These first sketches? No, no, this is just playtime. With an exaggerated sigh of relief, she said, so I can put my perfectionist to bed for a minute. And then she turned eagerly towards her pages. For the next ten minutes... We sketched in almost total silence, and then she said, what's next? Now we pick an idea from our sketches, and we create the clearest story we can. This is the one we'll share, right, she asked. Right, I agreed. You know, in this version, I find myself changing things for emphasis. I'll I'll make a symbol bigger or smaller. I'll move something towards the center or towards the edges. She nodded, turning to her page, mostly to herself, she said, depict the journey in symbols. After 10 minutes, I said, now we share with one catch. You remember I said there are no words? Well, that not only applies to the drawings, it applies to the drawers. In this step, everyone talks about the drawing except the person who drew it. So suppose we were a group of four, which is how I usually do this. The other three people would look at my drawing and they would tell each other what they think the symbols mean. They would interpret my drawing, but I may not speak at all even though they're probably going to put a different interpretation on my drawing than I intended. She said, but I thought the point was to start conversations. How can we start a conversation if one person can't speak? Well, they can, eventually, but not in this round. In this round, we want people to just get warmed up, just get talking. She said, oh, good. 
are we going to do that now, you and me? Sure, I said. She and I observed the silent artist rule while we talked about the other person's picture, at least for a bit, and then we naturally fell into trading COVID stories. It was a comfortable, intimate sharing. And after a bit, Neela said, That felt pretty easy. It would be wonderful if the team could talk to each other like that again. So what's next? I said, Next, each small group of three or four talk among themselves and figure out what they want to tell the other groups. That goes pretty fast. They want to find out what themes emerged from their drawings, what ideas showed up in common. It's not the time to begin proposing fixes to problems. This is a time for telling the stories of the pictures. She said, and then we get to talk about whether the pictures are telling the story we want told about us. That is great. Oh, I'd love to hear their ideas about all this. Well, I think you will, I said. She said, listen, I'm pretty good at leading activities like this. I like doing them, but I always wonder, are there traps I should watch out for? I said, I would give you two heads up. The first is something you already did. You know, I can't draw. People say that a lot. It's pretty normal resistance. Be ready to help people over that hump. She said, I'll use myself as the example. What's the other heads up? Time, I said. You have to be comfortable allowing this to take its time. Don't rush it. Asking people to draw is asking them to wake up a part of their brains that most of us don't exercise very often. Give people time to bring their brains online. She said, how long does this whole thing take with a group, start to finish? If the conversation is rich, 50 minutes. On Zoom? Yeah, or in person. It'll be about 50 minutes either way. She said, Time well spent as far as I'm concerned. When I think about the various possible conversations we could get out of this, it really excites me. Neela was bold. She slotted time for the drawing together exercise at her very next team meeting. Afterwards, she felt it had been even more successful than she'd hoped for. She was relieved to see her team drawing together and heading their way back towards the look and sound of leadership. Throughout my career as an executive coach, I feel I have been so incredibly lucky to witness and support some amazing leaders. Amazing. I have learned so much from watching these people. Two things that I have observed that these people have in common, their ability to share their ideas and their feelings with their teams in a meaningful way, and they're not afraid to lead exercises just like this. Now, also one of the things they have in common, something else, is they've all been participants in events like this. These leaders have had professional development opportunities for years and years, you know, retreats, programs, coaching, mentoring. They've watched other people lead exercises like this so they know what they like and what they don't like. I hope you have professional development opportunities, and I hope you take advantage of them. And I hope they challenge you to become a learner again. It is very humbling to be a learner. I hope you embrace it. That's how we grow. And I hope you will grow in a place where this episode doesn't sound completely crazy to you. I mean, I hope you hear this and think, yeah, yeah, I could do that with my team. Well, I am here to tell you, yes, you can. You will learn a lot doing it. If this skill holds any interest for you, and I hope it does, right? That's why I'm doing this episode. 
I have two more tools that I want to share with you. First, I'm going to tell you about the most astonishing resource that is going to help you so much. And second, I am going to give you a variation on the drawing together exercise that you cannot find anywhere else. Okay? Sound fun? Here we go. First, the astonishing resource. Two words. Liberating structures. Liberating structures. Liberatingstructures.com. And I am guessing that there is a whole bunch of listeners right now who heard me say those two words and they started cheering because everyone who knows the Liberating Structures resources loves them. I mean, among my colleagues, people who do a lot of professional facilitation, when we find someone else who uses Liberating Structures, you know, it's like discovering a cousin who lives a mile away. It's always a pleasure because the resources are so special and they are so rich and so helpful. Okay, what is the big deal? Liberating Structures are exercises that get people talking. Do you know how in a meeting there are consistently five or six people who do the bulk of the talking and then a whole bunch of other people who contribute sometimes? And that's not just on Zoom. That was true in boardrooms too. This gets every voice in the room moving. That's what liberating structures do. Teams who use these exercises regularly are nimble and productive. I love the website. All this stuff on the website is free. They want you to have it. And they've written the, the instructions for the exercises in plain English. You do not have to be a professional facilitator to understand this stuff. You could be someone like Neela in the episode. You would understand everything that you're supposed to do. So the website is liberatingstructures.com. If you go to the tab that's called LS menu, right? Liberating structures menu. There are like 30 different exercises there. And one of them I use all the time. It's called one, two, four, all. Oh my gosh. It is so incredibly simple and it generates so many ideas in less than 10 minutes. Like I say, it is an amazing resource. Liberating structures. The drawing together exercise that I did with Neela is from liberating structures. And look, you heard it here with my own tweaks, but it is a great exercise. Thank you. Liberating structures. There is another exercise that I have been using even longer than drawing together, and I love it even more than drawing together, and it is not hard to do. I'm going to share it with you right after this month's gratitude. Gratitude starts this month with all of you. All of you who have been showing up for the free mini courses, it has been so much fun getting to know you. Thank you for coming. The next free courses are going to be right after the first of the year. Susan Smalley, Susan Smalley, who is a coach, one of the most creative people I know, spent 15 years as a leader uh, in the Walt Disney Company. She's going to deliver her two signature courses, The Skills of a Great Manager and The Women's Leadership Circle. Oh my gosh, that is fantastic. You can register now for the free courses. You can register now for both. You're going to love Susan. I'll tell you more about her and the courses as we get closer to the first of the year. For now, Thanks to those of you who've come. Thanks for those of you who've signed up. By the way, I'm just about to start my first class next week. I'm very excited, and I'm very grateful. I'm grateful to those of you who've been going to the resources tool bin and helping yourself to the material there. You've made it the second most visited page after the podcast page, so thank you very much. There is a new PDF in the resources bin this month that I want you to know about. It supports 
the drawing together exercise. The PDF there, it's a little instruction manual. It'll walk you through every step. You'll be able to do it. So go, please help yourself. It's on the Essential Communications website, essentialcom.com, essentialcom with two M's.com. Then look for the resources and the tools. I'm grateful this month to Sarah Brown. Do you know Sarah Brown? I wonder if the women in this audience know Sarah Brown. Sarah Brown hosts a podcast called the KTS Success Factor. It's targeted at rising women leaders. Sarah was an executive at three different Fortune 500 companies. Then she was a managing director at Accenture. This woman has been around, and she has created this less than 10-minute podcast where she asks her guests a set of questions. And I was one of her guests. It was really fun. I think you'll like it. It's called the KTS Success Factor. Sarah, thanks. The link is in the show notes. Finally, deep gratitude. Deep gratitude to the people who left reviews this month. You continue to honor me by what you write, and you really help the show stand out by doing it. So thank you so much to N. Champlin from the United States and from Canada LMBDK. Thank you. Now, I want to share this other exercise with you. I love this exercise. So let me start with the idea of when would you use this exercise? I use this exercise when I sense that a team is off balance in some way. You know, maybe they're growing and they're trying to figure out what they're going to grow into. Maybe there are factions forming. Maybe they've been through lots of changes. Maybe the message from senior management is confusing as hell. The team is off balance in some ways, and I would use this exercise. Now, before I tell you the activity itself, I want to stop. I want to call attention to something. Any of these activities needs a reason to exist as a team leader, I hope you're always looking for ways that your team can get stronger. When you spot one of those areas, think about your team as a patient and you're the doctor. What are you going to prescribe for them to help them get stronger in that area? What do they need? Do they need direction? Do they need permission? Do they need language? You have to diagnose the need. And once you know that, then you know what spin to put on these exercises. You know where to put it on the priority list. Like Neela did it at her very next meeting. It was high on her list. Okay, so that's about thinking about how to apply these exercises. Now, here's the exercise itself. It's called ships. You'll see why. This is another drawing exercise, but this is a group drawing exercise. So three to four people to a group, each group gets at least one piece of flip chart paper and colored markers, right? So this really needs to be in person. Or you have to have a really good shared drawing platform, right? Once the groups are formed, three or four people, you tell them there is only one rule. Everyone has to draw. Everyone has to draw something. That's it. That's the only rule. But, you ask, what are they supposed to draw? Okay, this is where you are going to say something very specific. You are going to say these words, no more, no less. Ready? Together, draw the team as an ocean-going vessel. 
That's it. Now, whatever questions just popped up in your head are going to pop up in everybody's heads. Everybody's going to feel those are not clear directions, but they are. They're intentionally vague. They're intentionally giving people a completely blank piece of paper. Draw the team as an ocean-going vessel. And they're going to ask you all the questions that are in your own head, and your answer every time is to say, that's a good question. You can answer that yourselves in your group. There's no wrong answer. But don't you explain anything, because anything you explain influences their drawings, and you don't want to do that. I give people 15 minutes. 15 minutes seems like a long time. You're going to want to rush this. Why 15 minutes? Because the real person... You know, yes, partly you want them to make a drawing. Of course, that's true. But the real purpose is for them to talk about what they are going to draw. By the way, you might encourage them not to leap in and draw. You might encourage them as a team to talk about what the picture is going to look like. I've done that. When I've done this exercise in person and I walk around, you know, and I listen to the different teams, I heard one team, four people, one person wanted to put sharks in the water and bombs in the water. And another person on this team was picturing a sunny island and a yacht. I mean, wow, that was a meaningful conversation for those two people. Okay, after 15 minutes, each team presents their drawing, right? Now, so this is the exact opposite of drawing together where the drawer didn't speak. Now the groups explain what their drawing means. Why is there a man overboard, for example? Whatever. Usually there's a lot of laughter, by the way. This is a fun exercise. For me as the facilitator, I'm not participating in any of the groups, right? Now I'm listening to them all report out. The big opportunity that I can help them with, and you as the team leader can help them with, is to listen for the themes. For example, do you observe that most of the pictures from all the teams depict some kind of warship? Huh, what does the team think that means? Or do you notice that all of the pictures tend to have blue skies? What does that mean to the team? It's not your time to interpret. Listen to them talk to each other. Ask them to talk about it in the room. Ask them to make meaning of your observations. I encourage you, do not lead the witness. Whatever you notice, present it to them as neutrally as you can, and then encourage them to share what they think it means. And like the artist in drawing together, don't you speak, at least not at first. So if you can get dialogue going like that on your team, I promise you're going to be a rock star. If you want some more tools, there are Lots. I have been talking about this in different ways for years. One thing you might do is listen to my conversation with Dave Stahoviak on Coaching for Leaders. He and I talked about how to lead an offsite. That was the name of the episode. It was a really good conversation. And look, those of you who listen to Dave, you know you always get lots of helpful tools from Dave's show. It's episode 377. And of course, the link is in the show notes. In our podcast library, this episode is tagged in three big categories, communication skills, management skills, but then leading teams. If this really is interesting to you, there's a whole category called leading teams. Go in, help yourself. This episode also, I think, specifically links to five particular episodes, 143, Power Tools for Teams plus Delta, 
That's another exercise you can do that I was just talking about this with a leader the other day. It's such a great tool. It's episode 143. 149, how teams fight. 175, leading offsites. This is my version of leading offsites, which is very different than the conversation I had with Dave. Episode 181, inviting dialogue. And 194, connecting over video. I really hope you get on the journey of leading exercises. I think you will learn a lot. And I hope it's a happy journey. Good luck. All right, that's it for me. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.